0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Very excited to have Victoria Conifal on today's episode. You might know her as Sierra Brady on Days of Our Lives, the soap opera. uh, She's been on the show for years. She has the wildest storylines. We talk about just the ecosystem of working on something like a soap opera, how she's had to record 70-some pages of dialogue in a day. Like, the generated content in that world is wild. Also, her character is going through something, you know, we've all probably experienced um, having a devil baby. Just the classic rite of passage for every young woman. We also talk about growing up in Brooklyn and expediting her maturity uh, in that also wild ecosystem. And, of course, I had to touch on the fact that she was in... Uh, the, let me get it correctly so I don't say it incorrectly Miss Poland, USA. Actually, no spoilers, but she won. <laughs> she is absolutely lovely. We have uh, a really great conversation about just her views on the world, social media, uh, and the wild and wonderful ride of being on such an iconic program. So enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Victoria Conifal. <laughs> We're in. Victoria, it is so awesome to talk to you. So awesome to be
1: here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. Okay. I want to get into everything that you're up to now. First of all, I have to give my condolences. I just saw that your
1: car got broken into. Oh my gosh. Yes. What happened? (laughs) And are you okay? Oh, I'm totally (laughs) fine. Uh, I don't like to let things that I can't control control me and my emotions. Yeah. So I took it with a grain of salt. I am a kind of, uh, I, I was upset. I, I was also upset at the bad job they did because <laughs> they robbed me, but they were very messy about it. They took my little uh, TV console, but they broke it on the way out. So it's not worth Perfect. that much now. Wonderful. If you're going to rob, me, do it right, I feel a little bit <laughs> <protected>. Um, <laughs> but I was actually at Mammoth over the weekend. Okay. Uh, so for a little snowboarding trip and I come back and my car is just broken into they took everything uh, even my wow. hand sanitizer wow your hand sanitizer too? I didn't realize it was that big of a commodity still but oh well like they <laughs> they took my hand sanitizer and everything wow um, yeah. It, material things are material things. So I can replace them as long as no one's hurt and, and everyone is uh, okay. I'm praying that the people who stole them, maybe they really needed money and, and they yeah. get out of it. Who cares?
0: That's a great perspective to have on all of it. Because also, <laughs> you're born and raised in Brooklyn?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Okay. So you are used to... um Wild card events happening, I would say,
1: to say the least. I think growing up in Brooklyn helped prepare me to react appropriately to this situation. So,
0: yeah, I'm curious what that's like to grow up in Brooklyn. I lived there after college, but only spent
1: a few years there. So, what's
0: it like to be born and raised? I mean, it's
1: awesome. I have so much Brooklyn pride. Um, <laughs> it really shapes you into just being a like loving, accepting human. I I, I never, mm. you know, I grew up surrounded in culture. I grew up uh immersed in art and film and music and and just living at the center of where all that breathes is yeah. so special. Um so I never really had the suburban like uh, you know drawing chalk and playing hopscotch <laughs> on the sidewalk. We have to look <laughs> both ways before we cross the street or we'd be sprawled out on the yes, sidewalk. Yes, before- yes. Um, it taught me diligence, I guess. It taught me uh, how to be very aware of my surroundings. Mm. I remember I would take the subway to middle school alone when I was like 13. Um, wow. And most 13-year-olds don't have to worry about the subway. No. But I remember I came up with this little trick. I would take a compact mirror. Mind you, I wasn't wearing makeup at the time. But For I'd sure. be pretending to do my makeup while I look at my, the surroundings behind me. It made me feel like such a spy. made me feel like such a little <laughs> badass. <laughs> I love it. They're like I'm a genius, All and right. no one will That's ever know. <laughs> Unmess bull. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> Is there any part of you that craves any of that suburban stuff? Is there any part of you because you're still in Brooklyn now? Are you? at all thinking about making the Los Angeles jump or any of that? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, you're in Los Angeles now. Yeah,
1: I've been doing Los Angeles for about five years now. Oh, okay, great. Um, But I'm back in Brooklyn all the time because I actually find it's the opposite. I moved out to California, loved it for like a year, and I started craving home again. Mm. Uh, So I try to go out four or five times a year. I'm always there. That's great. But I do love... The suburban, like beach life out here, and the mm. hikes and the the quiet. Uh, I guess yeah. I didn't really run away from the crime because you know, <laughs> still here and escape the crime, but yeah. <laughs> I escaped the sirens. I don't know. It, uh, I
0: know but yeah. there's a sense of quietness here, of like a little bit more stillness than what you get in Brooklyn. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious, how did you? I mean, growing up in a place like that, like you said, you're surrounded by arts and culture and all of that. How did you get into into the arts, into entertainment? Was there like a point in time where you were like, I want to perform. I want to act. I want to be involved in the arts.
1: Yeah. um, I was always drawn to the drama department in school. Mm. Uh, So I would always audition for the plays and sign up for drama club. And it was always very much a hobby of mine. I didn't think that I could actually, you know, make a career out of it. It's like, I don't know. I heard the stories of, oh, we were discovered at a coffee shop or da da da. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for my coffee shop moment. I'm like, someone, hire me. please. <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: I'm just sitting... here. Hire me. <laughs> There's a stack of headshots at Starbucks with you. Like, right. Hello.
1: Here's my resume. <laughs> um, but then I went to um LaGuardia. Yeah. Um, Same school. This school
0: has a roster of very illustrious artistic individuals. Yeah.
1: And even then, I didn't think that I could make anything out of it because I'm like, oh, it's the one in a million chance. Mm. Uh, Then senior year of high school, we had a showcase where a bunch of agencies would watch us perform a monologue and we were scouted afterwards. And I was scouted and they were like, hey, what do you think about moving to Los Angeles and becoming a full-time actor? And I was like, you know what? Terrified, but okay. Do it. (laughs) Like. it. Let me try.
0: <laughs> Amazing. I mean, that must have
1: been so intimidating, too. Oh, for sure. I was freshly 19 when I moved out here. Wow. Um, I drove out here from Brooklyn, actually, after having my license for four months. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> for yeah. Uh, I <laughs> drove through in the middle of the worst snowstorm of the century, apparently. Oh, I was like driving on six inches of ice in Tennessee. Um, <laughs> so crazy, So weird. Uh, but yeah, I got here. I didn't know anybody. I kind of just hustled, did my thing, did the whole waitressing thing until I started booking uh, movies. Nice.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, I want to talk about Days of Our Lives. Um, how did this happen? What was this audition process like? What was, were you ever even considering projects like this? <laughs> um
1: no, I never <laughs> I I didn't know that they were looking for someone like me in a soap opera. You think yeah. that, you know everything is already so established. The cast is family. It's a tight-knit group. Everyone has known them for sixty years. Yeah, um And so I get this audition, and I was really excited because it was a two year contract. And I'm like, oh, shoot. oh my God, if I got this, then I could fully quit my waitressing job. I can just yeah. like completely transition and and have like 200 episodes of a TV show under my belt. That is insanity. So I was really excited, though I didn't expect it. Um, It was wild to me. It was so glamorous, the whole idea. I get this audition. And normally you hear back after like four days, I heard nothing. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) on to the next one.
0: Yeah. A month
1: later, they're like, hey, we want to see you again. Like a month, okay, all right. (laughs) So I go in again and I had the wrong audition prepared. So I'm here with my audition. I have a five-page scene, and then I'm looking around, and all these other girls are uh, murmuring completely different lines. And I'm like, "Hey, oh no, what do your sides look like, Queen? Because mine don't look like that." And so I freaked oh. out. Um, I asked Marnie, the casting director, to see me last because I needed to prepare it. And oh, the girls nightmare! Were so sweet. They were like, "Here, you can use my script. I'll oh. work with you if you need me to." So supportive and lovely. Um, I ended up nailing it, and they came. They brought me back again a week later, right? Wow. And then I didn't hear from them for uh, another month. This is a
0: very like playing hard to get scenario. (laughs) They really
1: wanted me to lust after them. They wanted to give me some and take it away. (laughs) Um, So I get to the end of this two month thing and I audition. I go straight to producers. After producers, I go and test, which I had no idea what it was at the time. I I was terrified it was my first test and that just means that I go on set with the real actors and I read the story uh, in front of the cameras and they record it, and they watch it over, like it's it's like shooting an episode. but yeah, yeah, you know, I was so intimidated. Um, we all got a chance to rehearse except for me because they used me as the (laughs) guinea pig to show us the blocking. So use me as the guinea pig and then they were like, all right, let's record. And then they recorded my thing and I'm like, all right, that was my rehearsal. I'm ready to record now. They're like, no, babes, we're moving on. That was your final take. (laughs) This this is is so wonderful. Such my luck. They're putting Uh, you through it. And then, so normally after you test, you're supposed to know after that test. Mm -hmm. They made us test again. So oh they had test with seven girls and then they brought <laughs> me back in again to test with three girls. And at that point, I'm like, if I don't get this, then I'm going to cry because <laughs> I, I put so much into this. Yeah. Um, and I was on my way to my waitressing job when I got the call that I booked it. <gasps> my manager calls me and he's like, hey, and I'm like, hi. He's like, guess who the new Sierra Brady is? I'm like, no way. And it was me. I was so ah. excited. I had to Uber to work because I couldn't. <gasps> drive. I was freaking out. Yeah.
0: That's I mean, after all of that, uh, if your manager had called you and been like, it was the other girl that got it. Congrats.
1: Okay, (laughs) you know what, give it to the universe on to the next because at that point, it's either have a mental breakdown or be completely okay with it. So
0: now, okay. I'm so curious, because days of our lives has been on since like the 60s. Like when you get this audition in the first place, How familiar were you with the show? Like, did you go back and do like, I'm going to study these episodes? There's truly a billion of them to look
1: at. Um, I didn't know what the show was. It was actually the only soap opera I was aware of because Mm. um, my mother is an immigrant. And so she immigrated here from Poland. Mm. And when she got to America, she would watch Days of Our Lives every single day to learn the English language. So (gasps) I was surrounded in it growing up. Um, oh my god! Her favorite characters on the show happened to be my parents on the show was a whole thing. <laughs> this she must be that. amazing for her. <laughs> oh my god, she's loving it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I was aware of the show. I wasn't. I didn't know the storyline in detail. I remembered some yeah. of it, but I uh I ended up not doing much research until I got there because I didn't want to. I was replacing another actress. Um, okay. So I didn't want to accidentally like watch her and pick up any character traits. I wanted the character to be my own and kind of see what I can do with her. So I didn't like to research. I kind of, um, I met Christian Alfonso, the woman who plays my mother, when I got mm-hmm. there. And she was so welcoming and wonderful. And she brought mm-hmm. me in her dressing room. And she was like, baby, I know this may look scary, but I got you. <laughs> I'm going to put you under my wing, okay? She gave me a rundown of the character, the character's history, wow. uh, her yeah personality traits, down to like her favorite color. It was crazy. <laughs> she, she really put me through the Brady boot camp. And Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was lovely.
0: I'm curious because the experience of being, I mean, you've done a lot of other projects, but the experience of being on a soap opera, it's so intense. There's episodes every day, there's storylines. Like how it blows my mind that they're still able to conceptualize new storylines in this world. Yeah. What's the intensity of the work uh, because there's so much content that they're generating?
1: It's very intense, I will say. Uh, It was a lot harder for me to adjust to in the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, mainly because. Personally, as an actress, when I perform, I like to draw on my own circumstances and and what I was emoting in that time and, and sew it into my work. Sure. With soap operas... My character, for example, was kidnapped on seven different occasions. Uh, She's been (laughs) set on fire four times by her cousin. You know, my cousin has never tried to set me on fire, thankfully. Yeah, it's good that you don't have an actual experience you can draw. (laughs) Yeah, you know, my character is also in love with a serial killer, a man who like strangles women for a living. Oh my God. really hard to uh, make it realistic as Victoria. Yeah. So, um... I just strip it down and and I try to make it as real and raw as possible, emotion wise. But story wise, it's uh, it, it is hard and and the sheer amount of dialogue we have is mind blowing. Um, yeah. Capable of filming three episodes in a day collectively, oh I remember the most I ever had in one day was like seventy three pages of dialogue. Oh my god! And they don't give us the scripts until like three days before we're supposed to shoot, so it's my life is constantly like. Wake up at six, go shoot till five, come home, eat, memorize my stuff, go to bed, repeat. It's crazy. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. That's wild. Um, Also, yeah, your storyline currently, there's a devil baby involved in this. Yeah. What's going
1: on here? Oh, let me tell you, my baby (laughs) is the most sought after baby in all of hell. (gasps) The devil came from the gate and said, I want your baby. And this devil is now possessing everyone in town and trying to get their human vessels to steal my baby. I love it.
0: It's <laughs> absolutely. I love Like there's such a a part of my language, like fuckery with soap operas that they're just like really throwing out the rules of the universe and letting whatever fly. And there's something really fun about
1: that. Oh, my God. It's so fun. All of a sudden, paranormal activity exists. The devil is quite (laughs) literally real. Um, And it's after my child for some reason. I don't know. Uh, Uh, And you
0: for this part. I mean, not only is it absolutely wild, but it's also rewarding. You want a daytime Emmy for this, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: That's uh, talking about that. That must be crazy. Has that really set in for
1: you? I don't know. I don't think it has. I mean, my friends do a lovely job at reminding me like when we're out and about, they're like, Hey, this is Victoria Carnival. She's an Emmy winning actor. And I'm like, you guys, please be quiet. Like (laughs) not a little too much, but, um, I don't think it has set in. It was wild and crazy um, for the first couple of weeks and couple of months after. Yeah. Um, just because I was still so freshly living in the high of it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but now that the high is gone, the actual fact of the matter has not set in. And it's been almost a year. Wild. So I don't think it's ever gonna. I think I'm just always... I mean, my Emmy is on my mantle. I'm looking at it now and it doesn't, you know, make me <laughs> feel... I'm like, what's up? That's a beautiful looking paperweight. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> um, that's
0: really holding down all those papers.
1: So, right? well. Because <laughs> also I just, not, not to knock um, the Academy or award shows or anything like that. I'm I'm so grateful and humbled and appreciative. But I've also seen so many deserving artists not get mm. recognized yeah. in that capacity. So then it's like, eh, like, I don't, I don't know if my, my Emmy definitely doesn't make me better than anyone. It doesn't make me more talented. It just means that I happened to be chosen by the Academy that year because of a storyline or because of one certain performance. So I don't like to have it weigh too heavily on my chest or, or, you know, in my actor resume, like, yeah, it's super cool. I'm so grateful. But at the same time, it can't mean everything. You know, yeah, like Leo you was s- how old when he got his first Oscar and <laughs> Leo's been deserving it since what's getting Gilbert great. Like he, right. Yeah. So I, I like to take it uh lightly with Yeah. Breath. You have a
0: very grounded point of view about it, which is really cool. Um, I'm also curious just about like the fan interactions or the community interactions, because it's yeah, such a longstanding series. I'm sure you've had some interesting interactions with yeah. <laughs> fans. Is there any that stick
1: out to you? Yeah, I, so I get very, very overwhelmed with social media. Mm. Um, my Twitter account is still active, but I've deleted it from my phone and it's been deleted for almost three years now. Uh, yeah. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have anything. I have Instagram, which I'm good at stories because it's very like in the moment and it keeps me you know, mm-hmm. out there and relevant. Um, but the fans that, they are so diehard because they have been watching the show for so long that it, it genuinely feels like family to them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I mean, I don't have any specifics, but there are some fans who think the show is real life. Mm, and mm-hmm. so like, the other day, <laughs> it's funny. It's so funny to me. My, since my character is pregnant on the show, yeah, uh, I am not pregnant, but yeah. Um, a fan commented on my picture being like, this pregnancy weight looks beautiful on you. I'm so happy that you're so healthy in this pregnancy. You look beautiful. Stay safe. And I'm like, you do know that I'm not, but okay. Okay. But all right. I see.
0: I see. I guess this is a compliment. Thank you. Um, I, I, oh, you're
1: telling me that I'm glowing. I love it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, I'm also curious because the the workload, like you said, sounds so intense. What do you do when you're not working? What's your go-to? Are you watching anything? Are you going out? You said you were out of town over the, like a couple days ago. Like, what's yeah. your go-to?
1: Oh man, I like to do everything. I'm pretty eclectic uh, in terms of of what I like to do. I really love exercising. That's something that I do a lot. Um, nice. Kickboxing in particular. So I will go hiking. I will do my kickboxing. Um, I do love watching movies. Right now, I'm obsessed with Euphoria. Oh my god. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, Yellow Jacket is good. Dexter uh, New Blood is good. There are so many things that I love to watch. Um, I love going to the cinema now that we can again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, traveling, snowboarding to the ocean, to the window, to the wall. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I
0: mean, it's nice to, yeah, shake your brain up a little bit. I mean, you like you said, yeah. you're on set so much and you're consuming so many lines and scenes yeah. and moments that getting connected to the real world, I'm sure is is huge. It's so the, fun. What else are you working on? Or are there things that you want to be working on? Because I know, what was it that you, well, before the pandemic, like when your contract ran out, you had kind of like wanted to try something else?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, such timing. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so I my contract was up after mm. three years and I was ready to kind of move on, dip my toe into other projects. I missed being on a movie set versus yeah. you know, a soap set. Um it's a very different experience and and ultimately I would have wanted to do like a location shoot. Yeah. Uh then two weeks later they shut down the world completely. Oof. And then 10 months after that, they picked production back up. Mind you, all of us were unemployed. This was still back before we even, you know, it was, it was yeah. really hard. And, um, they asked to have me back as a contract player. And I'm like, well, this is kind of tricky. Cause I didn't even have a chance. I know I've been away for 10 months, but mm. I had a chance to dip my toe. Yeah. Um, so I agreed to a 16 week contract. And then after that, they wanted me back for another year. And I was like, Hey, I can't do it. Like, I did quit for a reason just because, like, I love y'all, appreciate you so much, but understand me and where I'm coming from. My artistic integrity was no longer being fulfilled. I, I needed yeah. a change, a switch up. So, they agreed to have me not on contract, uh, to have me as a recurring. So, I've been doing that for a couple of months. So, hmm. I'm very grateful. I've been auditioning in the meantime. Auditions are really slow right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's it's like, I've gotten a couple of almosts, a couple of films. Um, I do have something on the horizon. A friend of mine is actually producing a film in the south, and he pitched it to me. I can't really talk much about sure, sure. The or, or the storyline, uh, but I like it, so I think I'm going to go ahead and, and and take some time off and do that. So I might Ooh. I might be t- putting on my cowgirl hat next and going.
0: Ah! to the Very fun. Okay. Well, we won't spoil any of the secrets. Um, We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, guess what? I have a bunch more questions for you. Amazing. Love to answer. We'll be right back with more Not Not Too Deep. Hello, listeners. Grace Helbig here. Wanting to say two things. A big thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you're a regular listener, if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you. And uh, second thing, if you are enjoying yourself here in this not too deep world we've built and you'd like to leave us a review, that would be so wonderful. If you can go to the iTunes store, the app store and leave us a lovely little review comment. How are you feeling? Good, bad, otherwise? Maybe just good or otherwise would be appreciated. Other than that, enjoy the podcast. Okay, Victoria, I have to ask, mm. uh, Miss Poland, USA. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 what what happened here? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Why does this come up when I Google you? <laughs> oh, no, if I could tell Google to remove it. Um. <laughs> no, I, when I was in college, I did the Miss New Jersey pageant because I'm from Jersey. And yeah, it's like one of the things that comes up every time. and so And I wish I could erase it completely from the internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so <laughs> my mother uh was like a self-proclaimed pageant mom, even though I wasn't a pageant kid, she oh. really wanted me to do it. Yeah. So in order to qualify for Miss New York, it wasn't even a physical pageant or a Miss Poland, New York, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you just submitted my um, picture with a little bio. She wrote it for me. Didn't tell me she was doing it. And I come home from school one day. She's like, yo, how's school? I'm like, oh, good. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you're Miss Poland, New York now. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, you're going to be competing in the Miss Poland universe pageant uh, in uh, two months from now. Oh, my God. Okay, good to know. Thanks. <laughs> um, so she <laughs> signs me up for it and I go. And when I tell you, I, I didn't. It's not like I did it in a disrespectful way, but I, yeah. I did not give a fuck about it at all. Yeah. So like I showed up in sneakers and a leather jacket and like not to knock, you know, anyone who who loves the pageant life. But like right. these girls were, you know, all done up. And I'm not really the kind of like being done up like that sure sure so they're all trying so hard they fly <laughs> from Arizona they fly from California they fly into New York oh, from everywhere yeah and I'm like I'm chilling I, I don't care I even messed up during uh one of my um monologues or something it was my it was supposed to be my turn or I thought it was my turn it wasn't yeah. I walked on and I grabbed the mic mind you they had called a completely different girl and I'm like what I <laughs> oh, my on and they called my <laughs> name, and I won. And I'm like, really interesting. Incredible. I guess they loved the quirky, goofy, yeah, not trying too hard attitude. I don't know, but the girls cried once they called my name. Like they were very <laughs> upset that they, I, I shouldn't have. I really wanted someone. A, a friend of mine was in it, and she wanted to win so badly. She tried oh. five times, and I was holding her hand, and I'm like, you got this, you got this. And then they called my name, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I'm Stop. so sorry. <laughs>
0: Um, so I'm assuming that the pageant world is now out of your system. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I mean, you got to try it once. It's a wild world and the people that make it their full-time thing, I'm just fascinated by it. You know, it's like, so not something I connect to, but (laughs) the people that know it's a true skill to know how to do that stuff.
1: (laughs) It's a lot of mental commitment, uh, you know, just to think about taking it seriously, it would be a lot of stress and pressure. It's kind of like the yeah. modeling world, I guess, but even more pressure, I, I have no idea. There's just, I, I, I never want to sign myself up for anything that will judge me based on my beauty. Cause I feel like I have way more to offer than just what I was born with. Um, totally. so yeah, but That's great. yeah, it was fun. It was a fun experience. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you have to kind of smile at all of it because it is like it's a world in which everyone's really truly trying. Yeah. Um, Okay. What's this dance situation going on with your brother-in-law? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Are you into? Is
1: it ballroom dancing? Is it? Okay. What is this? So I did ballroom dance when I was younger. um, Okay. But I very much, though I'm Polish. I'm as, as white as white gets. I did my ancestry. free. I'm like 99% Polish, 1% Finnish. Oh, wow. Um, I really identify and appreciate Latin culture. So mm-hmm. most of the time in my home, I will listen to Latin pop. Um, I eat, you know, Latin food. I, yeah. I, I dance, Latin dance. I always go to... Uh, salsa night whenever it's around like it's it's such a passion of mine. Cool. And my brother-in-law is Puerto Rican mm-hmm. and he is a professional dance instructor. And cool. my sister owns a ballroom dance clothing company. And like the way they met was so romantic. It was at a competition, a dance competition and he saw cute. her and thought she was cute and he like wanted to give her a present. So he was MCing and he handed her a light bulb like from the MC podium to <laughs> Represent a flower. I don't know. They were <laughs> so cute, and uh, now they're you know married, and and um, they host this thing called Latin Fridays together. So at mm-hmm. his dance studio, he performs sometimes with um, you know the models that model her dresses, and they wear her dresses. She'll sell her apparel, cool. and he will perform. And I was in town once, and they were like, "Here's a funny idea. You've always wanted to learn how to you know do a big professional dance." Latin Friday is coming up. You're going. Uh, what if we, you know, market it as like Emmy winning actress Victoria does Latin Friday. Yeah. And I loved it. So he taught me the routine in five hours over wow. the course of three days. Um, and I did it. And I was wearing my sister's clothing. It was amazing. It was so much uh-huh. fun. I was so nervous. I only performed for like 60 people. Mind you, I'm on TV every day in front of millions of people. Yeah, but for yeah. some reason, the dance was so much more nerve wracking than, than anything I've done before. It was it was really fun.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. What a beautiful love story. Oh, my God. Um, that's so cute. Is Dancing with the Stars in your future at all? I mean, hey, if they come knocking, <laughs> open the door. <laughs> um. Okay, Victoria, I'm going to get into the two questions I ask every single guest that's on the podcast. Right. Um, the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, real, real hard-hitting question here. <laughs> cold spaghetti. I love how specific that is. Yeah. We're trying to avoid the burns for anyone. Cold spaghetti. And I like to think of this as just an answer that comes up now. This is something that obviously can change on a daily basis, hourly basis. It's just who in this moment.
1: Now, so the cold spaghetti, it's meant to be unpleasant, right? I would like to... Technically, it's up to you. You can throw it joyously.
0: You can throw it in celebration if you want. It's entirely your intention.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. Even though, okay. Okay. All right. This is completely joyous. Okay. No malintent, nothing. Uh, M, just because mom's spaghetti oh, is so yeah. popular. Like, hey, here's some of my mom's spaghetti and just shower him in the spaghetti. And then I would throw some on myself too. And I would dance around with Eminem in a field uh, filled with cold spaghetti.
0: I <laughs> feel like this has the possibility to be a plot line on Days of Our <laughs> <laughs> Lives in the future.
1: We call the Raiders. Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay, the other question I ask every single guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like a bathroom emergency situation. Uh, But you can only use three words or like small phrases to describe this situation. So, for example, mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um... And it can be... Oh, you got one.
1: Okay, gas station, gas station, gasoline. Oh, shit. Modern Family.
0: (laughs) Well, I won't give any follow up questions to that. I'll let everyone paint the picture. Um, Yeah, I with that with Modern Family and all that. Are there dream shows that you like would love to be on? Are there like things in your mind that you manifest or try to?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on one episode of Modern Family once. That was so much fun. Incredible. Uh, my story kind of ties into that. Um, <clears throat> but I I mentioned euphoria earlier. Euphoria yeah. is something that I would love to sink my teeth into just because of how riveting the storyline is. It's 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 very triggering for a lot of people. So I understand why it's avoided. Mm. Uh, I actually like the way that they're airing it out now that there's space in between because I binged the first season in one day and I was depressed for about four weeks. Uh, (laughs) It's really hard. I know
0: that's, it's on my short list of shows to get into, but I know the intensity or I've heard how intense it is that I'm like, I have to be emotionally prepared, I think.
1: And separate it, like give yourself time to, to watch it in increments because watching it in one day that was a mistake. That was a big mistake. <laughs> it, 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 it was the reason I called my th- first therapist. Like, it, it there you was all oh,
0: fine. There you go. Yeah, I wonder if therapists have had, uh, like, an uptick in the amount of people reaching out to them specifically triggered by that program.
1: Huh. Oh, I bet. I bet. Uh, but yeah, euphoria, something, something. I don't really see myself being in sitcoms or or you know cute little comedies I, I would need mm-hmm. something more serious like any kind of HBO mm. um, something that that will really force me to research and become the character mm. uh, Sarah, yeah something that I played for so long she's pretty similar to myself um yeah and and it's very easy for me to transform into Sierra at this point I want something that will challenge my ass off. I just want to throw myself in. Where's Victoria? No one's heard from her. She's too busy working on her character. (laughs) Yeah. What's your prep
0: like in that kind of situation? Like, do you sit and really kind of come up with the like 4D imaging of this person that you want to take yourself into?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I mostly focus. Music, music, music is so important. Mm. Music can alter my mood personally. I'm the type yeah. of person that's very influenced by music. Mm. So if I hear something dark and dreary, I can turn into a euphoria character. If oh. I'm listening to Walking on Sunshine, then, you know, I will be yeah. that girl skipping across the lawn, laughing at the girl who pooped her pants on the college lawn. <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, so it, it, music helps a lot. And, and I don't like to give her like, when I work on a character, I give her a little bit of a backstory. Mm -hmm. I like to focus on the attitude of the person Mm. because it's like, what is your actual personality? Not how you would react in the situation. What is the character's personality? Mm. Are they going to cry when their car gets broken into? Or are they going to laugh it off? And you know, you work on those specifics and you really get a well-rounded idea of of who they are. Something also that's kind of funny that I like to do is I like to give my characters um, zodiac signs. Oh yeah, so I like my character on Days of Our Lives is a Scorpio, as am I. Um, nice. So it's that helps me shape her and who she is. But yeah. I still do their birth charts and everything, and I'm like, all right, this is my character, and that's who I'm playing.
0: I'm just now <laughs> getting into astrology, and I'm so excited about it. But it's also care.
1: What's that? What sign are you?
0: I'm a Libra, mediator, fair and balance, all that good stuff. The Um, group, yeah, it's (laughs) um, it's like learning another language. It's pretty wild. Yeah, Yeah. I'm so fascinated by all of it, but it really feels like you have to study to Uh, (laughs) remember to get
1: a grasp on on what it is. I've been doing it for five years now, just looking into it seriously, and it's a it's a lot. I still have no idea what I'm talking about, but it's
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, are we in retrograde? Where's Mercury?
1: What's in going on? Retrograde. That's
0: why I got robbed. Watch. But yeah. <laughs> Don't make any big plans.
1: not, 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 not too deep.
0: With Grace okay. Now we have uh, towards the end of the podcast a section called Deep and Hot where I ask you a deep question that we have prepared for you and for your hot take on kind of like a topic that we have prepared for you. Okay. So deep question, when did you know or feel like you were really growing up?
1: When, when I started not calling my parents and family members for advice and help. Once I started taking on tasks, yeah, I was like, oh, this is adulting. This is my problem. I <laughs> figured it out. Like I got to figure out how to pay this bill and how to register my car and how to do all this. Yeah, um, That happened kind of early for me. I will say that growing up in Brooklyn, we touched on it a bit before, but I, I did have to grow up a, a little bit faster. My childhood was limited, just considering um, I had to be in survival mode to, yeah. to be safe.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're on a subway when you're 13 years old, like that throws you into a big survival situation.
1: Yeah. I had to worry about being, you know, sexually assaulted by random men on the street. That's not yeah. something anyone wants to think about, let alone a 13 year old girl. So it's like, yeah. I, I had to adjust my mindset um but I think I I balance it out now very well because I'm such a big baby. Like I love being a kid, I'm so fucking immature. I love it. I love it. So I'm I'm very much an adult but I'm also 5 years old and that's yep. a perfect happy medium for me. I
0: very much relate to that very much. Um okay, the hot take that I have for you which is kind of you talked to a touch on this a little bit earlier. I'm curious about because even in looking Uh, doing some research and looking at everything that you're doing online, you keep kind of a low profile uh, on social media and that kind of stuff. I'm curious what your like hot take or thoughts or relationship with social media is for you.
1: I think it can be a very powerful tool if used the right way. I think that like every business, I'm like, oh, let me check their Instagram so Mm -hmm. that I can find them, see their inventory, see where they're located. I think for businesses, it's important, um, but I think... And I guess like as an actress, I am my own business, right? That's yeah, the yeah. reason why I have Instagram still to the public eye. If, if I wasn't an actress, then I'd have a little private one for me and my three friends. And <laughs> like, that would be it. Um, but I think that personally, insta- hot take, I think Instagram should be banned from like people using it personally. Because mm. it really affects mental health in ways that, yeah, we all say it like, oh, it affects our self-image. No, it seriously does. It's yeah. rewiring the bra- the brains of our children and our younger generations. Like I have family members who are like 12 years old and they're looking at these girls and they're like, yeah, I'm going to get lip fillers and I'm going to get this. I'm like, your face oh. hasn't even b- finished developing. Like, yeah. why are we putting so much pressure on, on the way we look and like Instagram is very much a highlight reel, even Mm. for myself. I don't post when I'm feeling depressed. I don't post when I'm feeling whatever, because that's my personal life. And I don't want people to see it. But when people view us from that platform and that perspective, we perpetuate perfection. And that is not okay. Mm. Uh, So I hate social media. I love it for businesses. But personally, if, if I could have it in my way, I think that we would all have it deleted and it would be amazing. Yeah, you
0: have such a great perspective on everything. I feel like you have a very healthy, like, attachment and also awareness of like when you need to detach from things. Yeah, because I do. You. I'm with you that I I worry because I feel like we're still kind of in the middle of finding out what the actual like psychological repercussions will be from all of this. Yeah, yeah. And so, just being aware of like, oh, this is a tool I use for myself as a business versus this is where I find happiness or value or worth in any capacity. Right. Um, okay. Last question before we wrap up, if you weren't involved in acting, what do you think you'd be doing?
1: So I've always wanted to be a rock star.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Uh, I think I'd be a rock star for sure. I taught myself how to play guitar over quarantine. Nice. Uh, So I would find a way to make my rock star career happen. Or, um, I was studying criminal law and psychology before I quit college to become an actress. I did that for like a semester. Yeah. Um, So I would be, I would have something to do with like forensic psychology or, or anything to do with, with law and, and, and criminals. I'm very much that like, (laughs) I love, I love documentaries. I I love watching those. So, um, so cool. I'd have something to do. My, my career path would be somewhere in that.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, there's still time at some point. Um, Victoria, this has been so lovely. Thank you so much for the conversation. Thank you so much for
1: the conversation as well. I had a blast.
0: Of course. Before we wrap up, I'm so excited to hear that you're into astrology. We like to give our uh, guests a little token of our appreciation and we have a personalized horoscope from us to you. We are not astrologers. Like I said, this is entirely for fun and melissa just put it in the chat if you'd like to read it out <laughs> that is so
1: cute oh my god that's a lovely of mine. stop it right now okay here <clears throat> dear scorpio scorpion and in- scorpion of the stars mercury goes direct in your communications on this week which allows you to refocus your energy on the big picture of what you want to get done this year no more devils trying to steal your baby <laughs> there you go written in the stars I love that so much. Hold on. I'm going to take a photo of the chat before end because that's, <laughs> yeah. this is just this. Is-
0: yeah, I think it can be interpreted literally or metaphorically, whatever the baby might represent to you. I think it's beautiful. I'm, I'm so touched. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Now, Victoria, where can people see what you're working on or see where you're at, follow you online if you want them to wherever you are?
1: Yeah. I have one platform and that is Instagram. And it's just my first and last name, Victoria Conniple.
0: Perfect. And people can watch Days of Our Lives every day. Every day on the Peacock app and NBC. Amazing. Well, thank you again. This was so awesome. Yeah, Grace, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Of course. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. deep. Not too deep. This is Grace Helbig. Not too deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shereen Lani Yunis, post-production sound by
1: Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music.